Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live the Sage Life podcast with your host, me, Lisa Van Hera, as we soulfully align, grow, and evolve our experience here together, unlocking and discovering what it really looks like to live more in that space. And today, I'm so excited to bring you a special guest on today, my hubby, Ryan Van Hera. So he's going to share some experiences he's had over the years and also how this correlates to our relationship and growing throughout the years we've been together. So let's get going. So welcome to another episode of Live the Sage Life podcast. And today, today I have a special guest with me, somebody I've known for a long time. How long has it been now? I can't even. How many years? Uh, I want to say, what, This is so great. How long have we been together? We don't even keep track anymore. So welcoming in my amazing, fantastic (laughs) husband, Ryan Van Hera, to the show today. (laughs) Woohoo! We've been together so long, we don't even keep track anymore. How about that? (laughs) Well, we met when I was 20, 20. and I'm 43, so about 22 and a half years, I think, from when we met. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. We'll just go with that. (laughs) So I have Ryan on today with me, which he will be popping in every once in a while as a guest to contribute to this podcast because, uh, one, we've been together so long, two, we are in business together, and three, we often get asked of how have we stayed together for so long, how have we stayed in business together so long, what is that like in our relationship, how do we do things in a home life, personal life, all that kind of stuff. So that's a question I get asked often. I don't know if you do. Yeah, no, I do. I definitely do. Um, I think one of the biggest things about it is, is we always try to approach it with a humorous um, perspective to it, but there, there is a lot that goes into it. And um, I think it's great that we're able to share this with everybody because um, it's not always easy and it's not always fun, but in the same token, um, you know, I think we do do a pretty good job. <laughs> I think we do a fantastic freaking job. And uh, <laughs> depending on what day you ask me. You know, any information that we can share with somebody, it, you know, not. Yeah. Um, I love what you said in there though, is that it hasn't been easy because I think that sometimes misconceptions with relationships, any kind of relationship, whether it's marriage or personal relationship, uh, mom and daughter, whatever it is. That it, you're supposed to just understand each other. You're supposed to get each other, and it's supposed to be somewhat easy. They're not supposed to trigger you. They're supposed to um, do things that you like and prefer all the time, and that's just not how it works. That's not. Um, when I say that's not how it works, it can get to places where you do understand each other, of course. Yet relationships are all about growing together and learning one another. Would you say? <laughs> if you could see his face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest part to that, and, and like you were saying, is it's not always, you know, where you're seeing eye to eye, but you are open to the other person's opinion and perspective. 
And whether or not I choose to agree with you or you choose to agree with me, at least we have the ability to hear each other out um, and possibly even change our own perspective, whether it's a small shift, a large shift. And when we think of like dating and stuff like that, like going back before we were married and, and whatnot, um, there were times where you were always attracted to your opposite. You know, it, it, it was the, basically the polar opposite of things. You know, I was definitely <clears throat> a much more wild person back back in the day. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, you were no slouch yourself. <laughs> so, you know, we, we both enjoyed the good times. However, I think you had a slight stronger air of, uh, of caution and responsibility where, you know, I was trying to live every day as if I was the only person on the planet and not having to take people into consideration. So um, that, that was, I think, probably one of the unique things about as we grew together um, through our relationship is really understanding that we both are entitled to have different opinions and we're not always going to see eye to eye. Yeah. Um, even to this day, right? It's valuing each other's perspective and each other's way of looking at things that doesn't mean I'm always going to agree with it it doesn't mean you're always going to agree with me but we can at least value and appreciate the perspective each person is coming from and then taking that into account and then maybe we come to resolution or maybe we agree to disagree but at least we both are coming to a point where we've both been understood and heard to some extent of whatever we're trying to do or not do (laughs) Well, I definitely see your lips moving from time to time. I might not necessarily hear you all the time um, because, you know, let's face it, fellas, you know, we, we, we tend to tune things out a little bit if things get a little um, over the top, so to speak, um, whether it's on our own part or our spouse's part or a significant other. And so I, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it's one of those things that nothing is ever perfect, but you need to have the freedom within the relationship to be yourself and decide things for yourself. It's not always a joint decision. However, the decision should be taken into account others that are going to be affected by it. Yeah, and I think that you mentioned so many different things that you've kind of brought up here the last the last few things you said that we could go into so many different things. It's like, hmm, which one to pick here? But um, I think what you said there is having the freedom to be yourself is so vitally important in a relationship. And it's funny because when we, like you said, we have kind of like opposites attract a little bit in the beginning and there needs to be some kind of attraction and pulling together of why these two people are going to be together. And when we start to go into it more, like you remember, even in the beginning, we would have some conversations and we really realized we had some of the same wounds, so to speak, even growing up of like our family dynamics and what we went through personally. So that was also a commonality that we had um, to some extent, maybe not exactly the same. I'm not saying this, the experiences were exactly the same, but there was some kind of level of understanding of why we were at where we were at based on what we experienced growing up. Yeah. And that, that, again, that's, that's the irony of it is we look for our opposite um, because that's what we're drawn to initially. And we tell ourselves, Oh, I'll never do this. I'll never be this type of person because of how I grew up, or I'm not going to get myself involved in that type of relationship because of how my parents happened to do something or, 
you know, some sort of other example. And we end up falling back into the things that we said we didn't want to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then having to almost relearn or restructure our lives in order to be able to even see that we need to make a change. Um, and, and it's continual. You know, um, we've had this conversation several times where, you know, you want to continue to grow. And I'm on board with that. And yet in the same token, I'm like, well, when is enough enough? So like, <laughs> you know, I play, I play the other side of it where it's like, you know, we, in, in my opinion, are relatively successful. Um, we have a very strong strength of being able to produce income when, when necessary. We love our children. Uh, you love the dogs. Um, the fur babies (laughs) and and we actually have real children too (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yet there was a point of contentment that like or not where where i was content to have where we were and it was comfortable and at that point comfortable and still being able to do the things that i felt were of value um that was my opinion of like, that was a good life. However, as this journey has continued, <laughs> um, you know, we've had our conversations and you've expressed and I've un- understood it, that there is more beyond that, that puts us back into uncomfortable um, from time to time. And to process that, that's actually a very, very difficult thing when one person is on a trajectory and the other one's like, well, this is pretty good. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with this. Um, so that has, you know, obviously been a major part of our conversations um, as far as how to grow together rather than just letting one person go one direction and the other person go the other. Um, so that's why I was actually excited about this conversation was to express that it's okay to have those differences of opinion or those different ideas or ideals um, as long as you don't grow apart from it. So if there's an appreciation and an understanding of the other person's perspective and the path that they choose to go, then you can still support that person. Um, Maybe not all the time. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I think that's important to add in because it's like there can be like phases within that where you feel like you're kind of going separate ways, but then you're coming back together. So it's like you're you're going in a V, right? You're going and doing your own things, but then you're coming back together to rejoin and communicate. Would you say communication has been the (laughs) biggest hurdle? I would definitely say that communication is one of the strongest uh, value points that that needs to be mentioned because without the communication and let's face it we 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 all shut down at some point because we don't want to talk about things because they are uncomfortable or they upset us or they trigger us whatever the case is but that being said it's okay to come back to it so if you table it because you don't know how to process it at that time you it's okay to come back and then have that discussion I mean, we do that Often. a lot. Yeah, we might. I would say that's one thing that we've learned how to do. Um, well, two things in there is communication. I think communication is a never-ending learning and understanding of the depth 
of what communication is and how to communicate with people, not just through your words. Of course, words is a huge part of it, but also through your energy, through your presence, through the, the energy you're even bringing to the space of just making someone feel safe to have that conversation with you and that you're not going into judgment and not going into um, making them wrong. That's a huge part of what we've done over and over and over. Have we, <laughs> have we been perfect at it all the time? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. But you can see like, as Ryan even started off this conversation with how to have humor with it, make it lighthearted at times. And it's also very serious at times, um, but we're able to come back to it and kind of laugh at it and um, learn from it, gain the wisdom and the insight from it. So communication and support, support is something that we've probably not utilized to the best of our ability over the years and not getting support from either people that are going, what, going through what we're going through or doing what we want to do. but. We're continuing to grow and learn that over the last couple of years, for sure, or more than well, that. Well, I'm a man. I don't need support. <laughs> right. I know how to do it all myself, <laughs> and it's a bed of roses. So this is why Ryan will be on the show very often, is bringing both perspectives to the table. What is it? Uh, POV, point of view. <laughs> I like to call it blissful tolerance. Blissful tolerance. That's a new one. Hashtag blissful tolerance. Um. So with communication and support and like being able to table a conversation for have the conversation for 30 minutes and then either you're coming back to it later in the day or the next day or whatever it is, that has really worked well for us, I would say. Yeah. And, and also, I think we've worked on the method in which we communicate because not everybody communicates the same way. Um, so what are you talking about? Well, as you've pointed out to me, um, there was, you know, people's love languages from books you've read and well, things of that nature. Well, that's a whole other topic. I don't know if we can go into that we, fully today. We, 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 won't, we won't dive into that. However, I think expression of love is a form of communication. And to understand how somebody wants to be communicated with is, is a massive advantage to being able to communicate. Because if you... So it's, think of it like um, just in a business world, real simple analogy. If you meet somebody and you want to set an appointment with them and you're going to ask them, what's the best method? What is the best method to connect with you? Right. Do you prefer email, text, phone call? And they're going to tell you. It's the same thing within our relationships is when you and I have a discussion, it's not always one of those things that we bring up at the most opportune times and, you know, we have those discussions. Yeah. It's when I'm ready for it at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I wish it was 8 a.m. It's like 630. Honey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, let's talk about things. <laughs> and, and so I'm, I'm a night person, if you can't tell. And, and Lisa is definitely a morning person. Um, so. Yeah. So prefacing that with a little bit of, um, I've learned to be more patient, which maybe in the business world, people would think I've been patient, but at home life, you know, there's this different version of ourselves that comes out, right? So at home, I was not always patient. I wanted everything 
done like that and have these conversations. So that's something that I definitely learned over the years is just to be more patient and communicate. Okay, well, when is a good time asking that and not so much dictating? <laughs> I need to have it right now and do it when I want. I was, I was actually just going to mention something because a lot of folks on the podcast that are listening um, don't really know how we ended up in business together. I know there's quite several different things that I was thinking that might be good to share. Just because we're talking about communication and we feel like we should communicate this to you. Yeah. Um, so basically, and I'll give you the short edited versions um, so that way we can kind of get through this. So from 2005 through 2018, I was in the car business. From 2005 to 2013, I was a salesperson, sales trainer, sales manager. Um, and then from 2013 to 2018, I was a finance manager for a particular dealership. Um, loved it. I had a great time. Um, however, the last couple of years were very, very difficult because I just realized I wasn't happy. And I was making great money, but it was just consistent frustration and and anger and non-communication with my coworkers. And how many hours a week were you? Uh, I was working about 60-ish, 65 hours a week. Um, and this this is the important part to this. So I would get up and go to work every morning around 8, 8.30 in the morning, and I wouldn't get home until 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And that was almost six days a week. And so when you take that and you realize you're not happy because of just the environment in which you're in and you're like, I'm going to quit my job. And your wife says, you should quit your job because I'm into real estate and everything will be magical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, and when you're looking for a way out and it presents itself, it's a lot easier to take that way out. So I did. And I was very, very excited about getting into real estate. But give yourself credit. We had extensive conversations over at least six months about that. We did. Yeah, we, we, we definitely did as far as like how we were going to manage the, the, the business side of it. Like at first we thought we had to figure it out of yeah, like who's going to do what. Um, so I quit my job. I start working with you. I attend a lot of different courses to get just up and running in real estate. And it was hard. How hard was it really, babe? It was very hard. Um, But why? I think it's important in there to share why, because it wasn't just like you were learning the courses. It was. It was going from the top of my game all the way to basically the mailroom is what I felt like. So kind of being like a senior in high school and then going into or like eighth grade or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were at the top of your thing and then you go down to, oh, now I'm right. Have no recognition. No. Um, yeah, absolutely. Anything. Like it, nobody knew who I was because it was all cars. My relationships within the car business were an hour, two hours long ops. Um, and then, you know, every three years you see the same people. In this business, it was months and months of relationship building and you had to build a client base. You didn't have to, people didn't just come and say, Hey, I need this. You actually had to farm your 
stuff. And so that was a completely different transition. And then the hardest part was going from seeing you maybe 24 hours in a week. Yeah. Oh, to maybe more th- well, no, you're probably right. It probably was about 24 hours in a week to then seeing each other. 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you have never experienced that that's before. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one word for it. Uh, <laughs> but if if you've never experienced n- very rarely seeing your spouse to living every moment with your spouse and having frustration of not being instantly successful um, within your own personal opinion, it can put a little bit of tension, I think, uh, a little bit of strain on on things, not just a relationship, but every part of the environment around you. We were basically relearning each other all over again. So you went from, just to add in there, kind of a deeper level of it is, of course, you changed professions completely and went from really knowing everything in that profession, then going into this new profession of knowing very little to nothing. And adding in there like a whole identity shift because now your whole identity and belief system is built around this role as a uh, car industry person. And this was your life. I mean, for years creating income for your family. So it was like this whole role shifted, whole identity shifted coming in and adding on to not just a complete shift on that. We are now spending 24 hours a day together and I would say maybe it was like the first four to six months were like the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. I mean, we had, we had our finances in order. So the thing that I've learned over the last five years would definitely, one of the major things, I shouldn't say the thing, is that my feeling of value and, and of being the man in the relationship was the financial security aspect of things where provider the, the yeah the full-on provider and i didn't look at it as i was sacrificing time away from my family when i was in the car business it was this is what i'm supposed to do i'm not missing anything because i'm able to provide for my family to be able to do the other things when we do them so i didn't see it as missing out i love what you said in there though is this is what i was supposed to do because that's where through so many parts of our life and then even going into the spirit quest I had and all that other stuff we're sharing through this podcast is that is so much of what we've adopted over the years of what we're supposed to do or what we should do. And then we've kind of questioned all of that and it's not been easy. Like it's not been easy at all. I don't want to make light of that. Um, and I, I think the other the other factor to that is, and I and I agree with you, you shouldn't make light of that at all. The other factor to that whole dynamic when the transition was made was I went from being a leader to basically going straight to I need help with everything. Um I won't say that I was a follower because I was still making certain decisions. However, I don't think that they were as impactful at that time because I didn't know what other decisions I needed to make in order to 
get the business going and, you know, get it ramped up. And so I looked to you to basically lead the way. And I was just like, okay, I'll help out here and there. So we're getting to a really good point here. And what, what he's saying is absolutely true. As many as conversations that we did have and discussions we did have, there was still more going on. So like we're seeing and sharing the tip of the iceberg here of like these transitions that were made. But under the surface, like under the water, there's all these emotions, all these wounds, all these um, parts of ourselves that were still playing out. What do you say? Like different, different parts of us that were still trying to heal or grow. I know. Yeah. Parts to heal and grow and also parts that we didn't want to give up. Yeah, we didn't want to give up because we were so attached to to the identity of it, that identity, but being right. I think being right is for both of us something that we and making each other wrong. So if there's anything to leave you with today, I'm never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Still working on it. No, (laughs) but how much of it in our relationship? I mean, and it ties directly back to so many other things. But we're trying to basically work it out in our relationship so that we can move past some of these old patterns that we've had for a majority of our lives, right? And one of those for me is that I really didn't ever want to be wrong. And so I would make him wrong all the time, or I would question what he did, or I would, how well does that work, right? Questioning and making your man wrong at like. The number one thing not to do. <laughs> it was like a snuggie. <laughs> it was like a snuggie. <laughs> nice, warm, and fuzzy. <laughs> but it, it it really is all for growth. Um, you know, I definitely see how I used to do that and how I was really hurting not only you, but myself in our not just even growth and not just even income. It just affects the whole family dynamic. So, I mean, we could sit here and talk all about that, but (laughs) the main thing is just really recognizing that there's a pattern there and that are you willing to see it differently and shift the perspective on what you're doing to do it differently and grow from it and really ask yourself questions of like, well, why is this something I do? Why do I always need to be right? Why am I making him wrong? Why isn't it working out? Like consistent question asking uh, together or just even with yourself. And to bring it full circle, you know, we started off talking about communication and communication, (laughs) the lifelong lesson. (laughs) But again, to bring it, to bring it full circle, the unique thing about what Lisa is saying in, in regards to you know, understanding yourself is also being comfortable to then communicate to your significant other, to your, you know, whoever your, your peers, um, if you are uncomfortable or if you are happy or if you are sad to be able to communicate that in that environment to express yourself. And, you know, a lot of times we bottle that up because we're afraid of what's going to happen or what's going to be said. And, you know, even Lisa and I, we ask each other, you know, do you, or do you feel safe to actually talk about it? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's key. So if you feel unsafe 
about having that conversation because you're afraid of the repercussions. Um, you, you know, that that's definitely the first challenge that, that, that we should work on. We're going to have so many episodes because we have so many insights. I just feel and see right now. <laughs> I just, I just think you find it amazing that I actually listen to the stuff that you say. <laughs> <laughs> he is listening more than I think he is. Um, but you're really touching on such a great point is that even having the conversation of like, do you feel safe enough to even have this conversation? Because most of the time when we didn't feel safe, we were just afraid we were going to get judged from each other, afraid we were going to be made wrong from each other or get into a fight, which is something we would both resist so much because that was something specifically to upbringing that we experienced, um, growing up a lot is that there were a lot of fights and it was very loud and verbal. And that wasn't something we wanted to repeat in our relationship, but then the pendulum almost swung the other way, right? We're now at different times. There were times we were almost avoidant of it when it was actually something we really needed to connect on and discuss, even though if it was needed. So I would say we have more, um, we put so many things on the table, we bought a bigger table. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely need a bigger table. Um, so with communication, though, and the safety, and even with how many times we've rebuilt everything we've been doing, that's why we've been able to stay together for so long. We, over and over again, we've rebuilt our lives of probably a pattern there of how many years that we kind of go through kind of a total rebuilding of the foundation, which started maybe two years ago. And we're impulsive. Um, Let me rephrase that. I'm impulsive. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's is even something that's changed over the years as well. Uh, but we definitely don't have a, a what would you say, we value investing in ourselves. We value uh, seizing the moment and not waiting forever. Maybe, maybe that's a better <laughs> term than impulsive. I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely look toward the future of things. And, you know, if it seems like a viable opportunity or, you know, something we're willing to take that chance on, I think that where we we our our strengths are is we don't really hesitate to make those choices um and and take that risk and so how long has it been that you joined in real estate since 2018 of october 2008 so as you're listening to this podcast if there's any specific questions that you want to ask us from being in business together or from being together for 22 some years and specifically how we've stayed together so long, how we've been able to grow our business together and different things like that. We would be open to any specific questions you, the listener, may have. And that's why we're doing this, is to share kind of the insights, processes, and more and more stories to come, because we do have some great stories that will be forthcoming, I promise you, in the next uh, episodes down the road. So... Anything you want to add to that? No, I, I think I think we pretty much covered. I mean, if we end up listening to the playback of this, um, there's probably a good 
10, 15, 20 topic. Episodes of, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we could have gone off on so many different tangents um, to really get involved in. And so I think we should explore those a little bit further as well. We will definitely do that. We will definitely bring Ryan back on because one thing I know for sure that wasn't mentioned in there is just the sighting. Oh, right. He's awesome. And, (laughs) and how decisions shape your experience, your growth together, and just deciding. Deciding is just such a huge factor in that. So we'll wrap up this episode today, but thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Ryan, for being here. You betcha. (laughs) And let us know if you have any particular questions that you would like to hear elaborated on. You can visit my website at www.livethesagelife.com and contact me there for more coaching information, events, and lots of great info there. Again, that's www.livethesagelife.com. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.